Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week, we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon C. Adams. Running a little late here. It is Friday. I'm recording this now. I apologize. It's been crazy filming for our TV show, Ambitious Adventures. But I really wanted to talk about the topic. I mean, I always talk about the book Think and Go Rich, but I don't think I've ever shared with you the 13 main principles of what consists of the book. And if you haven't done so already, please read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Changed my life, it will change yours. It is a powerful book, and if you apply them principles, you can really achieve whatever you want in life. The thing I get out of it is whatever the mind conceives and believes, the mind achieves. And whatever you, you think about the most is what you become, and if you really want something, you can achieve it. And that book, because I've applied the principles of thinking you're rich and lived the past five years of my life from it. I've landed myself the opportunity to be in the film Think, The Legacy of Thinking of Rich. We actually have a crowdfunding campaign going right now. If you haven't done so, at least check it out. Pledge for 20 bucks, you pledge, and you can actually get early access, seeing the film before it goes to the public. Um, just go to Indiegogo and search Think, and you'll see it. Think, The Legacy of Thinking of Rich. I'm actually on the page. Uh, we've raised in the past, since Monday, five days, We've raised over $60,000 of our $100,000 goal. I'm one of the campaign leaders of that. Some of our people featured in the film are Barbara Corkin of Shark Tank, Rob Didrek, I can't ever say his name right, but Deerdeck, there we go, Rob Deerdeck, um, Bob Proctor, Lewis Howes, Darren Hardy, Michael Bruno, Sandy Gallagher, Carl Moore, Dennis Kimbrough, um, some other people, uh, John Lee Dumas, Joel Brown, Warren Moon, and then uh, I am actually the youngest one in the film. I'm 26. I'm the youngest entrepreneur influencer in the film, which I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, this is a great film. Not only stories from entrepreneurs are sharing how they've used the principles of Think Go Rich in their life to have success, but also we're going to have reenactments that are in this film. This is going to be an epic film. Check out the film. But I'm going to share with you the principles. I'm actually going to read... Uh, right from the the book here, um, not the book, but actually online uh, article here, read the principles, and then I'll share with you my thoughts on how I've used them, and you can use them too. So I'm going to go right to it. The first principle is desire. You need to have desire for something in life. So for anyone to be successful, it is crucial that there exists within them the desire to be great, or at least better than their current state. Without this desire, there would be no motivation or cause for action. Simply wanting or a wish will not produce results as it's just wishful thinking. What is, need is, is, what is needed is a deep burning desire for something that will automatically result in actions that bring results. For true success, desire is necessary as wishes only result in frustration. Desire focus on what present of something or the addiction of something, whereas wanting focus on the lack of something. So whenever you focus on the lacking part, you attract more lack in your life subconsciously. 
when you focus on the desire, you're consumed by the feeling of having that in your life to an extent that you already picture pushing out of your comfort zone because you desire something. You'll not sit idly without doing everything possible to attain the object of your desire. This creates the attraction and brings into your life everything you desire. So basically, the uh, summarize of that is you have to desire something. You have to want something bad. If you ever had in your life something you want bad, really bad, if you desire so much that it just burns inside of you, you're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, my own experience is when I was uh, working with Arctic Stick, I wanted to get my product to market. And I was like literally doing everything it took to get to that point, and I desired it so much. And it became a rally. It got it to market, but it led me to other things. But I desired it. I did some crazy shit in the process. I mean, I did some things looking back on I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did that. But I desired that feeling of getting my product to market and proving everybody wrong. So you need to have strong desire for something that you want. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. The second principle is faith. You have to have faith in yourself. And so many fucking people, I tell you, so many fucking people, they don't have enough faith in their self. They don't have enough self-confidence. They don't believe in their self. They don't think they can achieve something. And sometimes my, my confidence that I have in myself, some people see as ignorance, but really it's just me being able to tell my mind that I can achieve something. It's me convincing my mind already that I can achieve it, the faith that I have for something. And then people see that. And then they're convinced and they help me achieve what I want to achieve. So when we go into the second principle of faith, when desire stems and tracks emotions that arise from deep within one's belief, it tracks faith as well. For desire to come true, you must have faith that it is possible and that it will come true. When you truly have faith in a desire and believe it will come true, it starts manifesting into its physical self. Those who believe they are not worthy of love even on a subconscious level, often find themselves continuously in the same pattern of relationships that they somehow sabotage, even if it may seem that they are victims in it. This is because our own deep existing beliefs. So you have to have faith. You have to have faith, whether in a relationship, faith for the love for somebody, faith in your business, faith in achieving something of highly of successful goal that you have. If you don't have faith, you're not going to achieve it. So let's go to the next one. The third principle is auto-suggestion. So there is a strong reason why we do not believe in our own wishes. And even though we want something, we do not believe we deserve it. This is a state of being brainwashed. We have been brainwashed by the society to believe we are unworthy of what we desire and that wanting something is sinful. Deep within us, these beliefs exist, which makes it difficult for us to believe we deserve something. In order to get rid of these beliefs, we need to meditate. So... Or go somewhere quiet, relax your mind, and repeat the beliefs you want to plant into you, uh, within you. Focus on your worthiness and have faith. With time, the seeds you plant during your meditative stage, using affirmations will transform into beliefs. Additionally, start writing things you desire in small play cards or notes. That read them several times a day in order to remember what you want and place them firmly in your subconscious mind. So here's something great and something I'll go into audio suggestion. So. I like to write things down that I want to achieve. I like to write them down. I like to meditate. I like to visualize my success. And lately, I've been dreaming a lot about my TV show. So I've been dreaming about being on set because my whole mind has been consumed with the TV show. And I always say you become what you think about most of the time. And I've been thinking about the TV show, about getting the different entrepreneurs that we have to feature on it, the different scenes we have, and how to make this go really big. 
and that's consumed my mind lately. And because it's been consuming my mind from working on it daily, through doing emails, through writing things and everything else, it, it, it just automatically I start thinking about it. And when I dream, I dream about it and I come up with creative ideas. So it's, it's the third principle of auto-suggestion. And that's how do you tap into your subconscious mind is when you write something down, when you speak it, when you visualize it, it becomes you. And it's, it's amazing what the ideas come out. And I've seen all these suggestions so many different ways. I mean, my book, uh, my last book that I wrote had come from me having a dream. And uh, I, I came up with the idea and went forward with it. It's crazy how things work. I know it sounds a little crazy. When I first read the book, Thinking of Rich, I thought some of it was a little whack. But you know what? It's true. I've seen it time after time work. Third principle, auto-suggestion. Let's go to the fourth principle, specialized knowledge. You know, knowledge is wealth if you do something with it. There's a lot of geniuses out there that they don't a lot of shit, but they don't actually fucking do anything that actually applies to something that they want to go after the things that they dream of. So if acquiring knowledge ensured success, professors would be wealthiest of the lot. However, that is far from the truth as possible. Just having knowledge doesn't make one intelligent or even successful. I mean, me, for example, I got a 1.68 GPA my freshman year of college, but you know what? I learned to attain the right knowledge or things that I wanted to to get the wealth that I want in my life. So this is proven by the fact that information is available to everyone these days. All the knowledge of the world is just a mere click away, and yet a few in the world are successful. This is because it is not acquiring knowledge, but using it that makes one successful. The correct use of specialized knowledge can make one successful, which is why instead of focusing on gaining knowledge, Focus on the knowledge that will make you desires come true and help you achieve success. So, for example, for me, for knowledge, I wanted to learn how to become the best of crowdfunding. So I studied it. I, I looked, learned from the best. I did the things that put me out, that st- stood out from the crowd. And I used it to help me attain my fa- financial needs, but also to become the best in the field. That was knowledge I wanted to know. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know the things that I want to be able to become the best at. And then for speaking or going on TV, I just went on t- uh, in front of the camera a lot. Go in front of the camera. I, I, sometimes I looked like an idiot. Sometimes I didn't say the right things. But you know what? I learned. I took that step forward and I got better at it. Well, not only did that land me on commercials, but now it landed me on my own TV show. So I took the knowledge that I needed to learn in and applied it so it could make me wealthy in different areas of my life. So fourth principle is specialized knowledge. Wow, that's a lot to put out there. As I make, I'm having my drink here while I'm going through this. Sorry, it's my vacation. So, fifth principle: imagination. Imagination can prove handy if used for the right purpose instead of just using it for one's entertainment. Creative imagination is a kind that comes in useful when you want to become successful. In other words, synthetic imagination is caused by the facts around us, and creative imagination becomes the cause of facts around us. When you use creative imagination to visualize and picture the fruits of your desires as a reality, they soon take form, in fact, become a reality. So it's, it's crazy uh, with imagination how we use our mind and how the different things you can come up with. Again, this goes back to the auto-suggestion. So when you think about things enough, you start coming up with ideas and uh, you get these ideas and you can actually turn into creative ideas that can be applied into the actual reality and something that becomes attainable in itself. Um, it just starts back from when I had the imagination, the ideas for my invention, Arctic Stick. I had this idea. I, I thought about it a lot. It went on paper and then ended up becoming a product that became a reality that sells on the market. 
So imagination. The sixth principle, organized planning. So I, I get a kick out of people have so many ideas or they come up to me and they're like, I got this million dollar idea. You know what? Here, you run with it and I'll give you uh, 50% of it and we can split it. No, I ain't going to waste my fucking time on an idea that you didn't plan out. You're just going to give me this idea. Ideas are fucking shit if you don't move them forward. And that's just straight how it is. Ideas are shit if you do not put the work in or you have the organized plan to implement them. I mean, I myself have seen for the multiple ideas I've had, it takes a lot of work. And the ideas that make it to market are the ones where you have the person behind them perseverance and pushing harder than ever to make sure they become a reality. So in this article here, Six Principle Organized Planning, in order to succeed, you need a concrete plan. This plan should be a way to achieve what you desire. Take your time to draft out a plan and write it down. Once you write it down, the chance to become a reality increase. So always make sure you write down your plans and then proceed to divide them into workable goals. So for me, for example, great example, by 2029, December 31st, 2029, which is 14 years and three months from now, I plan on impacting 1 billion lives on earth. And how do I plan on doing that? I have an organized plan. I plan on doing it through events, through TV, through blogging, through podcasting, and building my awareness online because that's the best way to exponentially grow and reach a lot of people. I have a plan. My two-year plan, My th- I won't go into too much detail with this, but every year I have a plan and everything I do has a reason that will get me to that point. I have an organized plan. I laugh when people are like, oh, I'm going to become a millionaire. And that's just what they say. They're going to become a millionaire. But they don't actually make out the steps they're going to do to get to that point. You need to write it down specifically. Be very concise. Have an organized plan. Write it down. Go over it every single day. Sixth principle, organized plan. Seventh principle, decision. The type of decision Hill talks about in this book are firm and resolute decisions instead of the ones that are formed and forgotten about in an instant. People who keep forming and changing their decisions are barely ever able to achieve what they desire. You need to believe strongly in your decisions to the extent that that once you have taken a decision, it becomes concrete and must be followed through. However, this doesn't mean a decision cannot be changed. However, a decision that is changed regularly is not much of a decision. Take strong and well-thought-out decisions and then see them through the end. So it goes back to, I mean, organized planning. You need to make a decision on something and follow through with it. Don't just keep changing your mind. You're saying do this, say you're going to do that. And you never really have this concrete plan for one thing you want in your life. So seventh principle, decision. Eighth principle, persistence. You know, persistence is everything. You have to be persistent. You know the old saying, like, for sales. Most sales are done between the seventh and 19th time you approach somebody. A lot of people, they hear a no the first, second time, they give up. Not me. You know, when I want something bad enough, I will keep going until they hear yes. Otherwise, I mean, I'm going until I get what I want. It's persistence. You have to be persistent. And any goal you have in life, you need to be persistent. You need to work on it nonstop until you get that yes, until you get to the next level. Most people quit too soon. They quit right away. They hear the first no. They hear the first obstacle. They see something and they stop. Find the reasons why you need to keep going forward. You have to be persistent. Ninth principle, the power of the mastermind. You are the average of the five people you hang out with. Show me your five friends. I'll show you your future. You are the net worth of that. I mean, it's all about your mastermind, the people you surround yourself with, the people that make you smarter. Like I said, I'm not the smartest kid. I know a lot of smart people, and I work with them to help me get to the next level. 
You need to have your smart people in each area. Do what you know, what you don't know, have the expert in the area, do that. It's the power of the mastermind. And Paul Neal talks about this a lot. Um, you look at Henry Ford, for example. He wasn't the smartest man. And you know, a lot of his success was because, and this is going to go into the next uh, principle that we have, a lot of his success was because of his wife. His wife influenced him and gave him that push to go further. Women actually have a lot more power than men. If you, if you read the book, and sorry, guys, but yeah, women have a lot of power over you because they can influence you in many ways. And if you have the right relationship, you have the power to become the most successful in your life. So you look at the power of the mass spine where I was talking about that Henry Ford, a lot of his success is because his his wife drove, I think it's Clara, I can't remember, drove him, pushed him to be more successful. But also he had people, he would sit around the table and he had the smartest minds in the room. He had the idea what he wanted to do, but the minds in the room helped him get there. And he was persistent and he wouldn't stop until he made the Model T, the Ford. It's created the automobile that we have today. So the power of the mastermind. Tenth principle, transmutation. Now this is this is a unique one, and you know, this is one that most people might think a little crazy. I'm going to read this, by the way, and uh, I've used this quite well myself. This one of the more controversial points in Hill's book, he explains that we all have a strong sexual sexual energy within us that we use to charm and attract people we have an interest in. If we gather this energy and use it through creative imagination, we'll be able to sound and seem more charming to people. This charm can help us get what we want by convincing people around us through whom we may be able to achieve what we desire. So the most powerful thing as a human being and a man has is sex drive. I mean, sex, it's a powerful thing. It can ruin you, it can make you. But if you can learn to take that sexual drive and turn it into a way to your work, um, you can become more successful. And it's even proven also that love is the most powerful thing we can have. And you look at, again, Henry Ford and some other successful people. The reason why they become so successful is because they had love in their life, their wife, that influenced them to become more successful. Because when you have love, you have sex drive, there's vibrations in your brain that stimulate your brain that allow you to think in a way most people wouldn't think. And again, you have to read the book to understand this fully, but I'm not full of shit. This stuff works. I mean, I've applied all these principles and they work. Um, but check it out and think of your rich. Transmutation. If you can transmutate your sex drive into work and applying towards your creative energy to create awesome shit, then it'll work. Eleventh principle, the subconscious mind. And this kind of went back to what we talked about before. When you tap, tap into your subconscious mind, Oftentimes, we truly want something but are limited by our beliefs and not being able to align vibrations in a manner that will help us make the desired reality. We can control our subconscious mind by controlling and quieting our conscious mind and instilling the beliefs we want to see reflect in our lives. This is best achieved through meditation because we can tr truly control and tune into our subconscious. In simply words, our sub subconscious is a real mastermind that decides what will and will not manifest in our lives. So, subconscious mind... Um, it's things you don't even realize you're doing. Here's a good example. You ever have it where you, maybe you're driving home from work, you're driving somewhere else, and all of a sudden you get there and you realize like you just kind of, not dozed off, but like you did it without even thinking about it. Like sometimes when I'm driving somewhere, or maybe I'm driving home from somewhere, it's a 20-minute drive, you, you get into your mind and you get thinking and la-la land or whatever it may be, but you don't even realize like oh, you're home. It's like I didn't remember half that drive you're doing 
what you already know in your brain. You're used to that that uh, that routine. So subconscious mind, when you work on something enough, when you practice something, it's like it's lifting weights or maybe it's running a marathon or doing your work. You're so used to doing it, it becomes a part of you and you're tapping into your own subconscious mind. And again, like I said, you dream and you may be dreaming about it. So you're always working. So 11th principle, the subconscious mind. We're getting towards the end here. The 12th principle, the brain. According to research, when our creativity spikes, our subconscious mind reaches a state where it can be programmed comparatively easily, which is why we need to be involved in creative tasks that help us get into this right state of mind. When we repeat affirmations in our conscious mind while allowing ourselves to reach a state of mind through creative visualizations, our imaginations, the pictures in our conscious mind are perceived as reality by our subconscious mind. Simply words, when we visualize something, our subconscious mind cannot differentiate between the scene being a figment of our imagination or actual reality. So I like this because you know what? I... I already convinced my mind I'm going to achieve something before it is even achieved. And then once I have that, people see that in my face, in my eyes, when I I say I'm going to do something. And then they're convinced, and then it becomes a reality. So when you train your brain to believe one thing, then you're more likely to achieve it. You first got to believe in yourself. And I know it's cliche. If you think you can do it, you can. You have to first believe Most people don't have the confidence. They don't think they can do something. And that's why I'm always saying what I can do. It's how you communicate. I can. I will. I'm going to. Instead of I think I can. I might. I can't. Like change your words of communication and you'll see how it'll change your success. The final principle. The sixth sense. This is your intuition or gut feeling. It becomes more profound when you start meditating and tuning into your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is your connection with the infinite, infinite wisdom of the universe. When we tune into our subconscious, we're just turned, tuned into the universe. We get answers to our questions that would otherwise have eluded us. These answers may come to us in hunches or gut feelings, and this is why they must not be ignored. That powerful book by Napoleon has become a pertinent member of libraries around the world. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So that's part of the rest. So sixth sense, your gut feeling. You know, always trust your gut. The best example I have here was back in 2014, my girlfriend and I moved to Des Moines and I had three quarters of a million dollars lined up to start a product development company. And at the last minute, I turned the money down and didn't do it. The reason being is that my gut feeling told me it wasn't going to work. Something inside said it was the wrong time, things wouldn't work right, and I didn't do it. That was the best decision I ever made. But always trust your gut, your intuition. It's strong. It is. Trust your mind, your intuition, because some of the biggest decisions you're going to make in your life, you've got to trust your gut. You know, you can take advice from others, but you are going to be the best decision maker you can ever make because you're, it's your life, not theirs. Trust your gut, your sixth sense. You do that, you'll have success. These principles are the principles of thinking rich, which I talk about every single day. This is what I've lived by for the past four years. And these principles is what have allowed me to do the things that I've done are going to allow me to become the most successful person I can be because I followed them. And again, Napoleon Hill studied all the successful people of our time, of the past times, the past hundred years, Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, um, Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison. He studied what they all had in common. 
And these principles follow. They all follow the principles. That's why I followed them. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm following what other people that have passed before us have followed that have become very successful in their time. I'm just following them principles. If you follow them principles, I promise you your life will change in a great way. And because of it, again, I was in the film Think, and you have to check out the campaign. Again, go to Indiegogo. It is Think, the legacy of Think and Grow Rich. Check out the page. Check out the video. It's kind of funny. Um, and you can see also where I'm in it as well. You can see I'm, I'm uh, in there. I'm right next to Noel Whitaker and Joel Brown. We've got a lot of great names here. I'm honored to be a part of this. This film we project will be seen by 100 million people in the next two years. 100 million people in the next two years. It's a great, great honor to have. But again, that book, I just had somebody ask me the other day, if you were to die tomorrow, what's the best advice to give? My advice is this. Read the book Thick and Grits and live for it. Live by it every day of your life and you'll become very successful. That's my advice. So live by that book. Again, I'd appreciate if you check out the Indiegogo page. Pleasure. Some great opportunities here. We already raised over $60,000 in five days. And uh, this is going to be a film that's going to be seen by a lot of people. It's going to make a lot of impact to people's lives. And it's also going to help me get towards my goal of reaching an impact to 1 billion lives by December 31st of 2029. That is it for today's show. That is a mouthful right there. But until the next time we meet, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.